0: Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive, and together faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come forth in and through your word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. We've been on Ephesians chapter 4 and we've been looking at uh, the role of the fivefold minist- ministries, the apostle, prophet, teacher, evangelist, and pastor on the Sunday services And during the week, we've been studying the concept of every joint supplying, right? And that's what we dealt with last week, and we're continuing from there. So let's get to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. And then we are going to read again from verse 1. Therefore I, the prisoner of the Lord employ you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling which you have been called. And what calling is he talking about here? It's talking about the fact that they are the saints of God. Talking about the fact that they are the children of God. So there is a manner worthy of the calling which you have been called. Uh, I'd like to say this. Christianity Has a behavioral pattern There is A pattern that goes With the lifestyle of a Christian Praise God Verse 2 With all humility And gentleness With patience Showing tolerance For one another in love Verse 3 Being diligent to preserve The unity of the spirit In the bond of peace We talked about this that we have a responsibility to preserve the unity of the Spirit. We have to be diligent about that. That we are not those who cause division in the body of Christ. We must not be div- decide, uh, divisive in the body of Christ. Now, it goes on to say, there's one body and one Spirit, just as you also... We're called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, and one baptism. One God and Father of all, who is over all, and through all, and in all. Now, I need you to pay attention to that. I need you to pay attention to that. The Bible says that God is in us all. And that's very important. When Uh, you're born again, you accepted the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus, you became the temple of the living God. And that's an important truth. You are the temple of the living God. The Bible says, in the book of John, the woman said, uh, you know, our fathers worshipped in this mountain. And Jesus says, no longer will you worship in this mountain or the other mountain, praise God, but God is seeking for true worshipers who worship Him, what? In spirit and where? In truth. So, and while it's important that we, we want people to be gathered and people to come to a particular location and all of that, we must be careful, pay attention to this, we must be careful not to teach believers that God exists just only at a particular location. We must be careful of that. Because the Bible says that God is in us. We are the temple of the living God. One of the reasons that the Holy Spirit came is so he can indwell believers. God doesn't just want to live in temple made with hands anymore. God doesn't just want to live in the tabernacle anymore. God wants his presence in his children. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, it says, but to each one of us, to everyone now, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Words is past tense. That means every believer already have it. When you're born again, this measure of grace is in you already. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. Now, this expression, he ascended, what does it mean except that he also had descended into the lower parts of the earth? Verse 10, he, talking about Jesus, who descended is he himself also He who ascended far Above all the heavens So he might feel all things And he gave some As apostles And some as prophets And some as evangelists And some as pastors And teachers Okay Now For the equipping of the saints For the work of service For the equipping of the saints for the work of service. So the role of the five-foot ministry as we established on Sunday was to equip, to bring the, the, the saints into a place of maturity so that they can do the work of service. Okay? For the building up of the body of Christ. Now, I need you to understand something. Everything that God is doing either through the pastors or through the members, is so that the body of Christ will be built up. That's the, that, that's the goal. Building up is the reason he gave us the gift. God never gave any man any gift. Whether as a five-fold minister or as a member of the body of Christ for it to divide or to bring down the body of Christ or the local church. So, uh, you cannot tell me that you have a gift and it's not building the local church. Because the local church is part of the universal body of Christ. Now, there is a universal body of Christ, praise God, and there's the expression of the body of Christ, which is the local church. Now, he goes on to say, uh, until, so when he uses the word until, it means that these gifts are not passed away because we have not all attained to the unity of the faith. You know, some people say, well, the apostles have passed on, uh, and, and, and that's, not, that's not it. That's not true. And some people say, oh, well, there are no more prophets. That, that's not true. Praise God. I said, praise God. Because if he says the word until we all attain to the unity of faith, the question is, have we all attained to the unity of faith? Have we all attained to the unity of faith? No. no. So if we have not all attained to the unity of faith, it means that these gifts are still in existence. Am I right? Yes, okay. And of the knowledge of the Son of God, we're going to deal with this on Sunday, to a mature man... So, the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. So, the goal of Christ for every child of God is maturity. We must understand that. God doesn't want any of his children babies. God doesn't want the least member of the body of Christ to remain a child. God wants every single member of the body to be what? To be matured. God wants every single member of the body to come to maturity. To come to perfection. Fully matured. That means, as a member of the body of Christ, one of your primary goals must be what? Maturity. Coming to what? Maturity. So, I mean, and you can measure. How many of you would like to have a child... And after twelve years, the child can feed himself or herself, and still wants you to feed, feed, uh, feed him or her. Would you, would you want to have a child like that? No. The goal of every child, every parent, is that the child will come to what, to maturity. And you know, sometimes, praise God, when uh, your child, your older child, for instance, if your older child is doing something, and your younger child is doing the same thing. (laughs) Praise God. When you want to punish them, you punish the older one. And sometimes they are surprised. Why didn't you punish the younger one? What are you going to tell them? Are you here or you're going home? What what are you going to tell them? You are older, so I expected you to be what? More what? Matured. You're going to use that word. Am I right? Are you here? You're going to use that word. That I expect you to be what? more matured. Why? Because maturity comes with what? Responsibility. So what God wants you, you know, there are certain things you do and, and, the, and the Lord looks at you and says, hey, I expect you to be more matured. I expect you to be more matured. You know, certain trials come our way and we go crying, oh God, why me? Oh God, why me? <clears throat> you know. And the Lord is saying, well, I expect you to be more mature to handle these things. That's why sometimes when people get born again, they say, well, in those days when I used to get born again, any little thing I pray, God will answer me. But this time, it's like, God is not hearing me. No, He's hearing you. You are praying baby prayers. And He was just answering you. Now I expect you to pray more mature prayers. You know, God doesn't expect you to come now and say, Oh God, oh God, see what the devil is doing. The devil is after my life, I don't know why and he's like (laughs) then cast him out he says give no place to the devil that means if the devil is running after you don't give him place, don't give him space, don't give him foothold. cast the the devil out you know some of you have pains come on your body and you don't cast the pains out you don't take authority over the devil or things are happening to you, you don't take authority over the devil you're just busy crying and God is expecting you to be matured Glory to God. Now, he goes on to say, as a result, as a result, as a result of what? As a result of the first three verses we've just read. As a result of the pastors equipping the saints. As a result of the saints coming up to maturity. As a result of the pastor getting their job done. The Bible says, as a result, we are no longer to be children. Now, this is interesting. I was studying this today and I looked at it again. Oh, I never saw this. You know, it says, as a result, we. Now, here is Paul talking. So, he's referring to both himself. He's referring to both himself. That as a result, did you see that there? Are you here? Did you see that there? Paul says, as a result, we are no longer to be children. Did you see the word we there? We would mean what? We would mean us. You guys are a brilliant church. Us will mean who and who? He <laughs> say, we will mean us, us will mean everybody. Now, everybody will mean who now? The both of us.
1: <laughs>
0: everybody would mean what? Everybody would mean the fivefold ministers and the saints. So that tells me that the fact that God has called you to be a fivefold minister doesn't mean that you're matured. Because it's the calling of God. Listen carefully to this. The calling of God is not an attestation of maturity, the calling of God is the grace of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on, are you hearing what I'm saying? So, uh, I, I mean. It's like we're all sitting in this church right now. And I say, hey, Brother Matthew, I want you to help me put this pulpit in the right place. And I say, well, Sister Cynthia, I want you to help me take care of the children. Do you realize that the fact that I said, Brother Matthew should come and help me put this pulpit in the right place doesn't mean that automatically Brother Matthew is a matured man. Are you following this? So... Brother Matthew has to go to work on his maturity also because, now listen carefully to this, the maturity of the pastor and the maturity of the saints will follow the same process. They have to feed on the word. So
1: sometimes say, ah, he's
0: a pastor, but why did he behave like this? That we're not told to and fro. Because some pastors are actually told to and fro by every wind of doctrine. You see, the pastors change their messages every time. They say, oh, this is what is raining. They changed their message. This is what is raining. They that pastor is still being tossed to and fro. Look at this now. It says, As a result, we are no longer to be children, tossed here and there by waves, and carried away by every wind of doctrine, every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men. The trickery of men. So, some fivefold ministers that are false... Get about tricking men. Paul says some preach Christ out of envy. Some say, Paul says we're not those that peddle the word of God. To peddle means to hawk it, to sell it. There are some ministers that sell the word to the highest bidder. They sell the anointing to the highest sower. There are some peddlers of the word. Now look at this now. By craftiness in deceitful scheming, you know, I, I, saw, I saw a message and, and I'm, I really want to speak boldly against this. I saw a message a church wants to do a program on redeeming the firstborn. That's a lie from the devil. I've taught a message on that before. Then you've got some large denominations doing it as a program that every firstborn child needs to be redeemed because when you're a firstborn child, you're under a curse. In fact, if they study their Bible carefully, the scripture says in the book of Exodus that everyone who opens the womb belongs to God. What that actually means is that every firstborn son is blessed because you're the one that opens the womb. In fact, in fact the scripture says, whether of human beings or animals, so your firstborn animal is actually blessed. But then you have whole churches setting up programs to deliver the firstborn. And because you're first, well, I'm actually a firstborn. But, I mean, I'm not cursed. But, but you know you know, it's a wrong thing to start teaching people that because they are the first children on their family, they are under a curse. Because the truth of the matter is that if you're the first child in your family, you would realize that most of your life, you would end up, you know, whatever money you make, you might end up splitting it with your siblings and your parents just to get everybody in the family coming up. Are you following what I'm saying? That's why in the scriptures, the firstborn was always given the double portion. The double portion is not double anointing. It's double portion as it is. Now, why the firstborn is given the double portion is that one portion is for himself and one portion is to take care of the family. So when Elisha told Elijah that he want a double portion of the anointing, he wasn't just speaking about anointing. He was speaking about the resource to take care of himself and to take care of the other prophets who were the sons of the prophet. That's why when Elijah came back, Elisha came back and parted the waters, the sons of the prophet came down and bowed to him because by that impartation, they now recognize that Elisha had taken the place of the father. So double portion is not, I just want over anointing. You know, people go about saying, Elisha performs his miracles and, and, and. It's good, but double portion in the scripture is for the firstborn so he can take care of, of his brothers, and when we live in a society like this, particularly where there's so much poverty in the system, if you are a first child, the tendency that you you might not be able to break forth so much because you're, you're belabored. you you're uh, belaboured. You understand what I'm saying? With parental responsibilities, it doesn't mean you're under a curse. Go get my message and listen to that. That's just the trash being peddled that talks about the scheming of men, the craftiness of men, because the end result of all this is that you should sow a seed for your. Del- Deliverance because we have thieves who come on the pulpit. That's the end result. That's the end result. Now, again, the oh God, these same people will teach this truth, and then the next Sunday they will come and say, He who is in Christ is a new creature. Can you just stay in one place? Are we new creatures in Christ or we are cursed? Let's just choose which side we are. It's like saying I'm a sinner saved by grace. You're not a sinner saved by grace. You were a sinner who was saved by grace. You are either saved by grace or you're a sinner. We should stop confusing people. How can you say that a child of God who is the firstborn in his family is cursed? You know, these things get me angry. Ephesians I 4 to fall. Let's go on. But speaking the truth... In love, like I've just done (laughs) I've just spoken the truth in love We can't Organize programs That keeps God's children in bondage Are you hearing what I'm saying? Monthly deliverance You were delivered in January You were delivered in February You were delivered in March Two things is either God cannot deliver us Or the demon is so strong Mary Magdalene had seven devils in her. Jesus got her saved. Got her delivered. She followed Jesus and there was no record in scriptures again where she attended another deliverance. Because you know why they deliver people every month? I'll tell you this. You know why they do monthly deliverance? For the same people. I don't mean we can't deliver people. Right? If we're delivering new sets of people, like, yeah, you deliver, then you get your NIN number delivered. You know, you get delivered and deliver, NIN number delivered. Or you say, BVN delivered. Okay? Now, Now, if we're delivering the same people, it means we're not reading the scriptures. Because you know what the scripture says? The scripture says that if a spirit is casted out from a man, and that place is empty, that the spirit will go back and bring seven more wicked spirits And come and occupy that person. So this is what happens. We deliver people, we don't teach them the word of God. So the next month, the demons come, bring seven more wicked ones. We deliver them again, we don't teach them the word of God. If we really love those people, it's good to just leave them with one demon. She's like, you know what, you just have one demon, it's fine. Because if I deliver you, (laughs) and I don't teach you the word of God, several more wicked ones are coming. That's why, I mean, we laugh about this, but that's the truth of the scripture. That's why people who go to this monthly deliverance, their life keep getting worse, and they keep coming for deliverance, because in actual truth, the word of God says, when you set a man free, the next responsibility is to teach him the scriptures so he can stay free. But then we deliver them and we leave them like that, and more wicked spirit, and their life keep going down, and they need to keep coming for prayers because even the pastor is a baby. Are you hearing this now? Well, that's just bonus. Let's get into the word from the whole body. Speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects. You know how many aspects? all aspect into him who is the head, even Christ. Now, when they talk about all aspects, that's very important, right? Because some people grow up in one aspect and they don't grow up in another aspect. Okay? Now, it goes on to say, from whom, talking about Jesus, now, he says, uh, get, get a scripture up there. So, he says, look at it carefully. Look at it carefully. No, go back and look at it carefully. Yeah. But speaking the truth in love, there's a comma there We are to grow up We're talking about us in the first line We are to grow up in all aspects Into him Right? Who is the head, even Christ So he identifies the head As Christ, right? Comma. So it's continuing, verse 16 It's continuing From whom Whom they will be referring to who? Christ, perfect the whole body being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies. According to the proper working of what? Each individual part. So it shows us Christ is the head, the nourishment is flowing from the head, but then the growth of the body is based on individual working. Now, proper working. You've got to understand that. Proper working. Okay? Okay? of each individual part, causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. So in verse um, 14 to verse 16, we find love, speaking the truth in love, starting that verse, we find building up itself in love, ending that, that you, you've, you've got to see, like comma, 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 building up itself in love, and then there's a full stop there. So in that line of thoughts, in that paragraph, in that line of thought, speaking the truth in love starts it, and building up itself in love ends it. Which tells us that the primary thing that would help the body of Christ to grow into maturity would be love. But it is love that comes under the framework of truth. We cannot redefine love. We cannot redefine love. It has to be love which is founded on truth. Because everybody can come with their own definition of love. In fact, I read about a popular minister, I don't want to mention his name in the US, brilliant writer, who is coming up to say well, it's okay for gay marriages and all that because it's an expression of the love of God. That's rubbish. That's, that's absolute rubbish. Romans chapter 1 tells us very clearly and speaks against this thing. But then, The love has to be in the context of truth. And truth is a person, Jesus. Truth is not just ideas. Because then everybody can come and say, this is my truth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So we cannot be selective of truth. Okay, so we go on. It says, okay, so I'll I'll look at here now, verse 16. From whom the whole body, being fitted and held together, by what every joint supplies... According to the proper working of each individual part, causes the growth of the whole body for the bidding of itself in love. Now go to Colossians chapter 2 verse 19. Let me show you something there. Colossians 2:19, because the body is held by ligaments, biologically, you've got ligaments all over your body. you find it in the Bible, Colossians 2:19. Colossians 2:19. Now, I I want you to go somewhere, right? I want you to go somewhere. Verse 18. I want you to listen to this. I don't want you to listen to verse 18. Go to verse 13. Okay. Final verse 12. Verse 6. Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus, the Lord so walk in him. Verse 6. Having been firmly rooted and now being built up in him and being established in your faith just as you were instructed. So the, the being built up and being established comes as a result of instructions. Teaching. Are you following that? Follow me quickly. Overflowing with gratitude. Now, go to verse 8. Go to verse 8. Because if you read Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, after it talks about the building up of the body of Christ in verse 12, then it talks about the fact that we're not tossed about by every wind of doctrine. We're not carried by every scheming of man. Are you still there? I'm going to go fast. So, follow me. Verse 8 says, See to it. Now, verse 6 says, you receive Christ Jesus. Walk in Him. Be rooted. Observe that word. Be rooted. You are being built up, established in your faith. Those are strong words. Rooted, built up, established. Which speaks of progressive development. Am I right? Okay. Progressive development. All right. Now he goes on to say, verse 8. Now see verse 8. See verse 8. See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception. According to the tradition of men, when they say firstborns are cursed. According to the elementary principles of this world. Some of those things are traditions from ethnic and Hollywood movies that he starts teaching as God's word. Rather than according to Christ. For in him, all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. And in him, you have been made complete. So there's nothing wrong with you. You know, when people say, I'm looking for my better half. No, you're not looking for your better half. You're not half. You're complete. (laughs) Glory to God. Okay. (laughs) And he is the head over all rule and authority. And in him you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands in the removal of the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Verse 12. Having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised up with him through faith in the working of God who raised him up from the dead. Verse 13. When you were dead in your transgressions and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made you alive together with him, having forgiven us how many transgressions? All our transgressions. Glory to God having canceled out the certificate of death consisting of decrees against us, which was hostile to us. And he has taken it out of the way. Having done what? Nailed it. Read with me, church. Having done what? Nailed it to the cross. So all the things you were owing your forefathers that were supposed to fight against your destiny, where are they nailed to? Why are you climbing the cross to pick them again? I thought you resurrected. patterns in the bloodline. What's your bloodline? The Bible says, John chapter 1, verse 11, 12, and 13, as many as received him, he gave the authority, the liquor, the exousia, the Greek word says, to be the sons of God, not according to flesh, not according to blood, not according to the will of man, but according to the will of God. You know, we don't believe the word of God. Look at this. When he had disarmed the rulers and authorities, he made a public display of them, having triumphed over them through him, through him, made a public display, disarmed them. The devil is disarmed. Go and listen to my message on overcoming the devil. The devil is not powerful, he is deceptive. He's been disarmed. Look at this. Therefore. No one is to act as a judge in regard to food or drink or in respect to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath day. This is talking about the Jewish revolution. Hmm? Jewish uh, festivals and all of that. I still know Christians who are born again who would not eat what they don't eat in their town because it's going to affect them. You are a baby.
1: Everything
0: they said my town people cannot eat, I've eaten. Say, don't tempt, don't tempt. No, I'll do that. <laughs> oh, Yo, if you eat snail, your body is going to swell up. Let no one judge you in regard to food or drink. You know, some people are still scared of the masquerade of their village. And they are born again. That's why you find some born again Christians still participating in masquerade activities because they want to balance boats. Say give to Caesar what is Caesar and give to God what is God. So we balance Christianity and <laughs> less for only you, Christianity would have diminished. Are you still here? You know, even even in marriage, sometimes we you know We have come to the place where we have compromised everything. In those days, when you said you were a Christian, the people in the village respected you a bit and and gave you, oh, no, that one is a Christian. Don't, Christian people. You know, but we've so compromised our faith right now that they will punish us if we don't do it. And we think we're doing it just so people will accept us. But we don't know that we're doing it at a point where our children might lose their voice in speaking against certain things. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You know, sometimes people <laughs> they, they call me back home and they say, "Oh, this has happened, this has happened, and this needs to be done." I said, "I don't do that." They say, eh, "But there was a pastor from this church that came." I, I'm not that pastor. Are you hearing what I'm saying now? And say, "Hey, eh, but if we don't do this, nobody will do this." Hey, eh, let's be like, you know, I don't know why. <laughs> oh, God Almighty! Who would you rather obey? And so if people don't like you, who cares? We can't be friends with the world and expect to be friends with Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The church of Jesus needs to stand out. Are we going to be persecuted? Yes sir, welcome to the club. It's part of the gospel. Oh, but everybody's doing it. Excuse me, sir. My name is Maxwell Gaga Not everybody. Jesus did not die for me to compromise my faith. He went on the cross so I can stand boldly for him. You cannot change a world that you have fallen in love with. Praise God. Well, that's extra. Let's go on. Verse what sixteen. Therefore, no one is to act as your judge in regard to food or drink in respect to a festival or a new moon or Sabbath day. Things which are mere shadows, mere shadows, mere shadows. All of these things are mere shadows of what is to come. But the substance, glory to God, belongs to Christ. Let no one keep defrauding you of your prize by delighting, look at this, in self ab- abasement. Worship of angels. I hope I can finish what I need to teach tonight. Worship of angels. You see, some people will come and tell you, where well, I slept and I saw an angel. His, his waist was as wide as the Finima River. His head was blazing with fire and so what? When the Lord called me into ministry He took me I was suspended between heaven and earth And God gave me a sword And God told me And so what? Christians don't respect angels We are higher than them They are supposed to be servants to us Don't pray in the name of an angel You release angelic commands By speaking God's word Maybe I'll teach on the ministry of angels. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And forget all those angels that you've seen in in, in Bible story books that are very fat, horrible angels, with small wings. If those are the angels assigned to you, your life will be miserable. They can't get things to you quickly. Are you hearing what I'm saying now? So forget about that. The word angels is from the Greek word angelos and it just means ministers or, or, or servants. And that is why when he was writing to the pastors of the seven churches, he said write to the angels of the seven churches. It wasn't like there was an angel guarding the seven churches. No, the church, the head of the church is Jesus Christ. He was just saying write to the pastors of the seven churches because the word angel is messenger. So he was saying write to the messengers, those who represent Jesus in the seven churches, the churches of Ephesus and all of that. There's no one particular angel guarding a church. Because angels are not sent to guard the church. Jesus says, I will build my church, not I will use angels to guard the church. Are you still here? And sometimes angels appear as people. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews that uh, Abraham saw the three men coming, and they were three angels. All right? And that's why one of the things the enemy have done for us is to show us all kinds of things. When you help someone, they will they take your destiny. When you give food, they will kill you. All these things they teach the body of Christ is what keeps the body of Christ from seeing the fullness of the scriptures. Because a believer should be hospitable. And the Bible says that in your doing good, you will let angels without knowing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So sometimes angels can appear as human beings. You would not know they will appear as human beings to you. Praise God. <laughs> Thank you Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Let no one keep defrauding you. Hmm? Those scam. That word defraud is to scam. Let no one keep defrauding you of your prize by delighting, excited, in self-abasement, worship of angels, taking his stand on visions he has seen. A minister will come to to the temple, instead of opening scriptures and teaching you to maturity, he dazzles you with the visitations of God. You know, imagine if I come here tonight and I say, you know what? At about 3.52 p.m., I was sleeping and an angel walked into my room and said, oh, gaga. You know, if he says Maxwell, he says, no, he calls my native name. And he say that name, nobody knows it. And he says, I specially anointed you to go and rescue my generation. And he says all these kinds of wonderful things. You know what? You're going like, wow. 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 And you know, some of you will start praying, "Oh God, appear to me." You know, I had that, I had that until my father delivered me. I read "Good Morning, Holy Spirit." Pastor Benny his story, how Benny used to tell the Holy Spirit "Good Morning," and then I read that book and I locked myself in the house. Time down, I'm supposed to wash plates. I'm waiting for the Holy Spirit to say good morning. One day my father knocked it and I said, what's happening? I said, I'm waiting for good morning. My father get out. <laughs> and then my father sat me down and told me, the Holy Ghost is in you. If he doesn't tell you good morning, you tell him good morning and go about your job. Because we want other people's experience because it makes it mystical. Listen to me, your faith must be built on the written word of God. Did I have a visitation to get into ministry? Not yet. But I know many people who had visitations that are not doing half of what the Lord has enabled us to do. Because at the end of the day, your faith has to be on the written word. Will God visit us? Yes, if He chooses. Am I looking forward to a visitation? Absolutely no. Why? I'm not Thomas. I don't need to see to believe. My faith is on the word of God. If God says it, I believe it, and that settles it. You can take God's word to the bank because He honors His word even above His name. The word has been tried. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I find the word and I hook my life on it. And I know that the word, heaven and earth will pass away. But his word will never pass away. There was a guy who wrote, who wrote a book. I mean, I, I don't want to mention the book. But there was a guy who wrote a book about visions of hell and some of these things. And the book sold bestseller. Seven years later, he came and said he lied. He never saw anything. But he knew that if he wrote something like that, it would sell. Because his publisher told him this, that. That's all about money. And then people have bought those books and built whole curriculum on those things. When the scripture clearly tells you this in Colossians chapter 4, that you should not be taken on a stand on visions you have seen, inflated without cause by his fleshly mind. Pride. Because once a guy comes and tells you all these visions you have seen, they look super spiritual. You even look like you're not hearing God. You know how I heard sometimes I see all those prophets prophesy, say, God is speaking to me in my left ear. God is speaking to me in my left ear. Yes. Really? In the realm of the spirit, there's no difference between your left and your right ear. In the realm of the spirit, it's just the realm of the spirit. God talks to your spirit, not your ear. He speaks to us, as many as are led by the spirit of God. They are the sons of God. God leads you on your inward man. God does not speak to your ears. And you have all believers hooked up on that trash. I'm hearing God on my left ear. I'm hearing God on my left ear. You're hearing yourself and your delusions. And you're hearing familiar spirits. Saul was not even born again when God spoke to him. You don't need to be a prophet to hear God. My sheep hears my voice. It comes with the package. When you get born again, you can hear God speak to you. You know, I allow people to take advantage of you. All in the name of seeing visions over you. Nothing is wrong with you. Get your life sorted. Glory to God. Get on the word. Oh, I want to look at who is pursuing me. Why would they pursue you? You are broke. You don't have a job. You don't even know why you are here. And they are pursuing you. What would the devil gain if he catches you? What would be his gain? I don't know why the devil is out of my life. They are seeing my star. How much is your star worth? How much is your star worth? And then you keep going on to deliverance monthly. It's been three years. Your pastor has not been able to help you. The devil has not caught up with you because he's not pursuing you. He's busy with other serious things. Because the fact that you are deceived means you will self-destruct. You don't even need him to pursue you anymore. He knows you will be on that path until you die. People saw the star of Jesus. They gave him give. They are seeing your star. They are pursuing you. yeah, but Herod, you know, Herod, Herod wanted to kill Jesus. Read a bit of Bible history. In those days, there's only one king in the land. And if they hear that somebody else has proclaimed themselves king, that is usurping authority. When they said, we're looking for the king of the Jews. So the, and they knew that it was written in the books. And so Herod was not just walking because he was wicked. Herod understood the books. That a Messiah was going to come. He was going to be the king of the Jews. And they thought it was going to be a natural war. And that's what Herod was against Jesus. Are you hearing this now? Those guys were not serving God without the book. That's why when Simeon held Jesus, he said, I can depart in peace, for you have shown me the consolation of Israel. So every time when they went to the Jewish temple, they were looking for the consolation of Israel. So when Jesus picked up the, the scroll of Isaiah that day and read, and said, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your hearing, those who had understanding knew that he was the Messiah. That's why when John the Baptist baptized Jesus, all the disciples of John the Baptist left him and followed Jesus. The first set of disciples Jesus had, they broke away from John the Baptist because they knew that if the Messiah had been identified, there's no need to follow John the Baptist anymore, because this is where we should go, everyone should head to the Messiah when he says I should decrease and it will increase, it's not just a statement of humility it's a statement of knowledge, because he knows that when the Messiah comes, everything should point to the Messiah, because the Messiah was the hope of Israel although they thought it was a natural hope are you following this now? alright, that's your fourth extra, right? Where are we? Colossians. All right? Chapter 4. Let's see right there and see where we are. Colossians 4. Okay. Things which which are mere shadow of what is to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. Let no one keep the fraud of your price by delighting in self abasement and the worship of angels. Self abasement, self abasement there would be a false sense of humility. Why am I on this scripture? But let's just follow the Holy Ghost. You know, self-abasement, there will be a sense of humility. Huh? It, it's, it's like you see somebody fasting. They refuse to comb their hair. They refuse to brush. Smelling teeth, scattered hair. And they say, oh, I'm in a program. program. That's, that's, huh? Put themselves through treacherous circumstance. Go to the mountain. Lie down on the mountain and give somebody their phone. They will post on Facebook. I'm on the mountain. For 70 days. i have not taken water. Type your prayer request. Did Jesus tell us to pray in private? Why is, it, why is the word difficult for us to obey? You know, it's like people read the word of God and say the word of God says go, go this way and then they just turn and follow the next direction. Jesus said do these things in private, then we go up there. <laughs> okay. Look at this. Verse 19. That's where I actually want to go to. And not holding fast to the head That means all of these things means They are not holding fast to the head Remember what we read in Ephesians Hold fast to the head Jesus is the head of the church So he must constantly give direction to the church Holding fast to the head From whom the entire body being supplied And held together by what The joints Remember what we read in Ephesians Every joint supplying By the joint and ligaments Does what Grows with a growth Which is from who So it means that not every church growth is from God. Because the growth that God wants the body to grow must come from God because God is the head of the church. Now, how would that come from God and through the body? Now, it comes from God because in Ephesians 4, 7, every believer has got the measure of Christ. So, as you supply the measure of Christ to the body, the body now grows into maturity. But this growth has to come from God. It doesn't have to come from any of the things we read in the, first, in the verse before this. Worship of angels. The earth, and all of those things, Talked about now. Praise God. Now let's go to Ephesians 4. Thank you, Lord. Are you learning something tonight? Ah, uh, God is good. Ephesians chapter 4. And verse 16. From whom the whole body being fitted. Now that word fitted or fitly joined speaks about being together. Alright? It, it's, it's almost like a harmony. Produces a harmony. Alright? Now, this happens when every body is supplying. When everybody is contributing. Praise God. Now, all the body needs to be joined together to produce harmony. Now, let's look at this. I'll give you two examples. We'll do a practical example, but I'll give you this now. Right? Imagine... This is my joint I told you about before, the first service. Uh, Not first service, first session. This is my thigh bone, my my femur, F-E-M-U-R. This is my tibia bone. Both are linked with the joint. Now, because both are linked with the joint and all the ligaments and all the muscles and everything is there, I'm standing this way. Now, imagine if if my joint decides to go on holiday, you know, and then my leg decides to go here and my thigh decides to go this way. You know, how many of you have bought... uh, um, Dolls for your kids, Eh? right? Yeah, and you know how what happens to the doll, right? Then they pull the leg apart, and then you see the doll with her waist on the floor. And then your child comes and says, I'm looking for the leg, and then they now look for the leg on that bed. And then the head you know, how many of you have seen kids like that? The head of the doll. So you're walking the house, you pick the head. And then you pick the body and then you look for the leg and you add it up. Now that's exactly what it means. If everything is not fitted together, there will not be harmony. Okay? Now every joint has to supply. Everybody has to supply for us to grow. Now let's let's look at a practical a practical stuff. Is a stuff on my let's 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 look at this. I want I want him to play a song on 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 a note. Okay? He's using four notes to play the song. So let's 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 see that. If you hear the song, I want you to know if you can. Are we good? Praise God. Are we are we good on that? Alright, just just hold on. You get it right. Okay. Okay, so are you ready? Okay. Now I want you to tell me, I want you to tell me. What song is this if you hear it? Now listen carefully. I can tell me what song is that? I'll pray, I'll, pray. I'll pray for you. Okay. I need you to survive, alright? Some of you are not sure. So, play it again. Now, do we agree that that's the song? Okay. Now, that's the song. So, that's played on four notes, alright? Now, Maya add some chords to it So it's going to add some more chords to it Okay Now Now it's the same song right Which is more beautiful to your ears The second one Are you sure Okay so, so, so play the second one again Let's, let's listen to it one is more beautiful in your ears. The second one. You can't fail this test now. It's the second one. Okay. Now, this is it. He played the first one on four notes. Okay? He played the second one with some extra chords to it. Alright? And then it sounds more beautiful. Okay. So, uh, let's play the first, with the first one again and omit two notes. And let's see where it goes. You see, he's struggling to play that. Alright? Play it with the four notes again and then play it. Play it with the four notes again. Okay, now play it again and omit two notes. Try to play it and omit two notes. <laughs> you see, it's not working. Thank you, Mariwa. Now, exactly. Everything I'm trying to teach, I've just exemplified for you. When the whole body of Christ gets together and the chords are supplying and the notes are supplying, there's a beautiful expression of edification. Every single note in the body of Christ is required for the building of the body. When you cut yourself off the local church and you're not supplying the grace that is required, you make us play our music with your notes missing. That's what you produce. That's what you produce. There's nobody in the body of Christ that is useless. There's nobody I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do. No, you ask the Holy Ghost. There's grace inside of you to contribute to the body. Now, let me show you this now. Go with me. To First uh, Corinthians chapter 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 26. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 26. You know, I used to tell pastors this. I tell them all the time when I teach pastors, especially young pastors. I said, if you are not needed, God will not have told you. You know, because sometimes you can hang around big men of God and you feel like, oh God, what is my ministry among these many? <laughs> Praise God. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 26. It says, what is the outcome then? Talking about speaking in tongues, brethren. When you assemble, when you come together, each one has a sound. Each one has a sound. Has a teaching. Has a revelation. Has a tongue. Has an interpretation. Let all things be done for what? Edification. When we come together in the church, we must have something to offer. We don't just come to church to receive. And that's why I tell those who minister in our worship team, why don't you come before the Lord and pray and say, Lord, I'm to sing on Sunday. What, what would you have me sing to your people? What would me have you? You know, we, we are coming to give something to the body. Praise God. I said, praise God. How many of you have ever woken up with a song in your spirit and you just sang that song? How I many of you know that song ministered to you that day more than other days? Because that's what the Lord wants you to sing. What about in churches like that? You know how we write our songs? My helper, my helper. No, if you read my helper, my helper, my helper. This one will not enter. It's enter. It will not enter. no God is good. God is good. God is good. Ah, this one is two beats. No, remove this one. The, and, and people can come that way. I'm not saying it's wrong. People can come that way and never hear what the Holy Ghost wants to sing to the church. Praise God. In fact, if you attempt it, if you att- I'm not saying go, I mean, because he said let everything be done decently and in order, okay? because there's, there are extremes to this, but sometimes the extreme makes us to run to the other end. You know, for instance, if you come up here and the Holy Ghost puts a song in your heart that you haven't rehearsed and you try to sing it, everybody is going to be against it. If you sing it, the keyboard is going like, go back, go back, go back, go back, go back. Go back. <laughs> Even your back the, from your backup, we know that that's not what you guys rehearse. We're just able We just say, <laughs> you know, because, because then <laughs> we stick by the rules. But I mean, you can even spend some time to pray before that and find out what the Lord wants you to sing for the body. You know, sometimes I get up and I, and I tell my, my wife, I, I tell Stammer, I say, well, I need you guys to sing this song I, I, I think we need to sing this song. I mean, there was a day I came up here and and I was teaching, and uh, she was behind, and, and I'm, I was done teaching. There was a song in my spirit, and I said, "Well, sing something." And she sang that same song, exactly that same song, exactly that same song. That's the song that the Holy Ghost wants. And there are times we've been singing, and and the Holy Spirit is singing a song, and people are, and you can sense the move of the Holy Ghost. But then you have seven songs to to finish. And then before you know, the keyboardist runs ahead. You just quickly you're looking at the time. Ah, I still have three more. You can't even sense when the the Holy Ghost wants you to stay on a particular song. Eh? Because you must finish. And if you don't finish, the keyboardist will make you to finish. Just a a bit of pause, then he goes to the next song. Help, help, and then you're jumping. Because you and the keyboardist and everybody else is not following the Holy Ghost. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Glory to God. You know, there are certain times I'm teaching here, I, 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 I deal with my notes a lot, but there are certain times I'm teaching here, and you would see me go off in an emphasis, like we just did tonight, and you will know that's, that's what the Holy Ghost wants us to emphasize. And you have to follow that. You have to go in that trail. Because God is the head of the church, not your notes. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, we have, we have something to give. Come on, somebody say, I have something to give you. Alright, let's read some more scriptures quickly. Um, Colossians three sixteen. Let's not take Ha Let's not take our role in the body for granted. That's what the Lord is saying. Let's not take our role in the body for granted. Colossians four. Verse 2. Uh, no, not not I don't. Colossians three sixteen. 316 thank you lord jesus thank you father thank you lord jesus look at this look at this thank you lord glory to god look at this let's let's read from verse 12 so as those who have been chosen of god Holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bearing with one another, forgiving each one another. You see, as we bear with one another and forgive each other, we are ministering to the body of Christ. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. You might have a complaint against your brother. He says, walk in love, forgive. You're building the body. He says, beyond all these things, put on love. Remember what we said in Ephesians chapter 4? How love started that scripture and how love ended it? Now it goes on to say, which is the perfect bond of unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. To which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. Be thankful that you're called into the body of Christ. Be thankful that you belong to a local church. Glory to God. Now verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell richly within you. With all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another. Now, we try to do this without the word. The first thing is the word of Christ has to dwell in you, because you before you have something to contribute to the body. Praise God. He says, are you here? Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, within you, with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another, with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to Him, to God the Father. He says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. So you fill yourself with the Word. Come on. Why is God saying, let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly? Because when you need to speak to your brother, the Holy Ghost will have to take a word from all the words you have gotten in you to encourage your brother. Are, Are you following what I'm saying? How do we minister to the body? I remember one night. I'll never forget this. Sensitivity to the Holy Ghost. I got up, and the Spirit of God on my inside sent, prompted me to send a text of encouragement to a senior minister of the gospel. I just sent, I said, well, the, the, I, 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 I just encouraged him. Words came up in my spirit to text to this minister. And I got up in the night, and I sent that text. And that very moment, the man was so discouraged, He was about to take his own life. And that text came right on the spot. And he read that text. And that put some hope in him. And he's still in ministry today. He told me. A year after. He said, you didn't know the meaning of that text? But when it came, it saved my life. Now imagine if I said I would send that text in the morning. How many times have the Holy Ghost woken us up to pray for people and we were too lazy to get on our knees? How many times have you felt call this person and then you put it off? Because when we talk about ministering to one another what we want is to come to the local church and speak in tongues so people we know that we are spiritual No, he wants you to do this in the body. Glory to God. You know, the Lord can anoint you to be a psalmist. You know, everybody now wants to sing and blow. Sing and have two million followers. But how many of us today long for people like David who would sing and evil spirits in people would jump out of them? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Listen, let me tell you. If you're called into the music ministry in the body of Christ, you're not called to become a celebrity. You're called to be a minister of the gospel. And I see a lot of music ministers, upcoming music ministers about that. All they're concerned is their hairdo. Hmm? New single, watch out. New single, watch out. New single, watch out. We've been watching out. And we are seeing what's coming out. Are you hearing what I'm saying? See someone like Des Moines Evergreen songs. You invite him fifty times every year. God will make a way. Where there seems to be no way. Listen, I tell you, no matter how things are tough in your life, if you play that song, hope comes in your heart. Hmm? May you play that. Do you know the song? Uh, if you don't know it, then that'll be the last time you play the keyboard. <laughs> Glory to God. Can we sing that song? I just sense the Holy Ghost wants us to sing that song. Let's, let's get a bit of the worship team here quickly. Let's sing that song. I just sense God wants us to sing that song. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. Thank
1: you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's be on our feet. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost.
0: That says no way for the worship team. Let's sing right on top. Keep the cameras God. on. Keep the cameras
1: on. Oh, we come to find you. Love and strength for each oh, new day. We will make a way. He will make a way. We will make our way. Come on, church. Let's sing it. Oh, he will make a way. Oh, will make our way than to be. Let's sing it one more time. where the just minister to the lord for a moment just minister to the lord mm-hmm. Words will begin to well up in your spirit. Words will begin to well up on your spirit. Just play as your leg. You don't need to follow that song. Just play as your leg. Let's minister to the Lord for a moment, everyone. us <laughs>